right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hello, everyone. Well, we're back. (laughs) Higher Journeys has really been cranking out the shows lately, and I think for good reason, because we have so much to talk about with everything that's going on. I hope you were able to join us just a couple of days ago for my interview with uh, astrologer extraordinaire Trish McGregor. In fact, I'm going to make sure to put a link here if you missed it, so you can go back and watch. Very, very pertinent to what is happening right now and moreover what's to come. However, we are here today. Once again, it's Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We are premiering this, as you at this point uh, well know, Uh, and I thought it was premiere worthy because who I am about to have a conversation with or who you are about to hear, I should say, is somebody that I know and love so much, and I know you do too, and that's Mary Rodwell. Mary and I have been chatting it up back and forth for the last, I don't know how many weeks uh, surrounding everything that's going on from a myriad of perspectives. And so many of them, I, I, I said, I wish I could just press the record button so the journeyers could hear what we're talking about. Well, one particular area that I really wanted to sort of shine a light on as it relates to Mary's work has to do with what she calls the new human. She's written a book by uh, the same name. And the new human is essentially the type of human that is believed to be here right now. We're not necessarily talking hybrid, but we're talking about an individual with basically a completely different DNA structure, at least more uh, of their DNA activated than per usual. There's a lot to this, obviously, and you, you may very well be familiar with uh, the criteria by which the new human uh, is as she describes it. But I wanted to bring Mary on specifically to talk about how that individual, particularly the children, are dealing with what we're going through right now, not just psychologically and emotionally, but even biologically. There's been some very interesting data that's come out, and she cited some of that uh, research that has to do with certain individuals that may be inclined to not get the disease and other diseases. I know this is very controversial, uh, but she's got some great research to back up that there are individuals here that may uh, not be playing by the same rules, let's just say, as the rest of us. So I wanted to get her way in on that. I think that's very important right now. And who are these new humans? Are you one of them? I don't know. But this is the nature of the conversation. Uh, it was a fantastic conversation, and I wanted you all to hear it um, in its entirety, of course, and through Premiere. So here's the deal. This is a Premiere. Hopefully a lot of you are, are waiting in the wings to hear the conversation. I am hoping, at the time of this recording, we're not sure, but I'm hoping that Mary may be able to join us. Of course, we're going to have a live chat going on. I will certainly be there to answer any questions that you may have or or comments, but we don't know if uh, technically we can bring Mary on and have both of us on at the same time, so let's keep our fingers crossed. She has made herself available, if that can happen technically. If not, I'll pass the message on to her, (laughs) so you'll have to deal with me. In any case, I hope you enjoy what I think is a very important discussion and uh, and there'll be more to come for sure. Now, here's one more thing before we get on with the show. After the show, I want you to go over, if you feel so inclined, to my Patreon. I started a Patreon platform about a month ago. We've got some great content over there. And specifically, Mary is going to join me over there after this conversation for a closed door chat. No holds barred. And when I say no holds barred, I mean it. We're going to talk about some stuff that let's just say we can't talk about in in all quarters, 
So if you so desire, please join us after the show for our Patreon closed door chat. Uh, I'll have a link obviously in the description and on the screen right now, as a matter of fact. But in the meantime, let's get on with the show. My conversation with who I call my mom and my friend, Mary Rodwell. Enjoy. Mary, my friend, it's always a pleasure to have you back on our show. And, you know, I've lost count at this point as to how many times you've been on. But I know that each time you share your latest findings with us, you leave our audience with something serious to ponder. And today's show will certainly be no exception. As with most uh, of the shows that I've done in the last, I can't believe it's been four or five weeks now, the focus has been on our current reality and the lesser discussed aspects of what's happening right now. I say lesser uh, discussed aspects. I'm talking about the more metaphysical, esoteric aspects that are equally, if not even more important than the very surface sort of play out uh, level that we're seeing every day. So in that regard, I wanted to have you back on to discuss who you refer to as the new human. Many people now say that phrase, the new human, which is synonymous with you, a variation of our species. That's what the new human is, a variation of our species that exists by virtue of a whole new set of criteria, not only in lifestyle or character, but maybe even by their actual genetics, their DNA. So what brought me back to this idea of the new human, as it relates to what we're seeing play out right now, with what I'm going to call, by the way, we're going to refer to this as CV, if you know what I mean, we're going to call it CV, is this idea that in some cases, individuals who fall into this category may be impervious to some diseases, maybe even including this virus that's happening right now. Now, you discuss uh, this, this whole perspective in your book, The New Human, where you found some interesting data out of the University of California in which the number of active codons, so this is really important, the number of active codons studied in some children exceeded that of a so-called normal range of codons within DNA. And from that, uh, they concluded that there could be a resistance to some diseases, could be possible. So I'm going to get, I'm just going right there, Mary. This is what I want to dig into because this is so intriguing to me. What can you, where can we start with that in terms of, you know, are these new humans really not living in a world of CV, if you know what I mean? <laughs> and welcome, by the way. Thank you. I think the important thing with all of this was that I was hearing that parents were saying some of their children, they believe, were almost immune to everything. And I was hearing this occasionally from various parents saying, you know, my daughter never gets anything. And she's, you know, somehow she's different. What intrigued me with that was that this data from um, a hospital, uh, they were doing some research in California. And the interesting thing was it started out with a child being born of a parent who had AIDS. And when the child was first born, it had AIDS as well. And they were doing the testing on this child up to, I think, six years old. But the extraordinary thing was that as they progressively tested every year, all of a sudden, this child was no longer had AIDS, that somehow or other something had shifted and this child had, had appeared to cure itself. And what they were noticing then was that there was something different about the codons in this, in this child that, had, that, that, that instead of only 20 of these um, particular codons were switched on, 24 were switched on. Hmm. And this was extraordinary. And they then decided to test other children um, to see if some of them had these codons switched on. And I can't remember the percentage, 
but there was a percentage of them that had this had the 24 codons switched on instead of only the 20 that the rest of us have. Mm-hmm. Now, this was done some years ago now, and I would need to go back to that study or whatever. But it's really interesting because what I'm hearing from some of the children, not only are they healers, and they work with energy, and they'll talk about being able to do healing with with other you know other humans, but also animals. They are working or somehow managing to activate healing in um, themselves as well as as other other people, which is quite fascinating. Absolutely. In, in that. On its own. And it's especially fascinating within the context of what we're dealing with now. I mean, you and I just had a, a quick a chin wag, shall I say, <laughs> offline where we were just kind of catching up on what we're dealing with in our respective countries. Mary, of course, is in uh, Australia. We, of course, here in the States. And it's a bit different right now at the juncture that we're at. Uh, but anyway, in within the context of what's going on, you think about if there is some, I know there's significance to what you're saying, obviously, but depending on the numbers that we're talking about, Mary, what, what we're, what you're saying is that these children that have the extra codon switched on would be impervious to CV, as an example, as well as could heal other people that have it. Is that what we're talking about? This is, this is um, certainly um, suggestive of their abilities. When you talk about, you know, these children talking about not only being able to heal various illnesses but also you know working with children um, other with animals and what have you it seems they have the ability to channel some kind of energy or use their own energy to change what's going on with with other other people um, and the parents will often say they've got the ability to heal and mm-hmm. what have you so that would mean that would mean illness um, right across the board absolutely or whatever sure why would this be uh, precluded yeah. well you know I, I recently had a conversation I don't know if you're familiar with the work of uh, Daryl Anka who channels Bashar uh, I had Daryl on the show about three or so weeks ago where we were talking about this in a slightly different context but one of the things he said reminded me of something that you talked about. And that has to do with individuals, depending on their frequency. He didn't go into DNA per se, but just generally they're, they're, the frequency that they're on. In some, re- some people's reality, if their frequency is high enough, CV does not exist in their reality, period. So beyond being impervious to it, it just doesn't even exist. And that reminded me of a conversation. I could swear it was you and I that had this conversation. I think it had to do with Dr. Lena Olson, where she taught, correct me if I'm wrong, where she talked about the ability in some cases where people can't even be seen on the street. They have the ability to to not be visible. And it reminded me, am I right about that? Was it Dr. Lena? Yes. Okay. Yes. Experience she had. Where she, I, I've forgotten the exact cir- circumstances she told me now, but I don't know whether she was playing a game of hide and seek when she was a child or whatever. And she managed um, somehow or other, she activated something where people couldn't actually see, the children couldn't actually see her. But I've heard of this before. I've heard this in other cases as well. There seems to be a way that um, we, can, we can actually manifest um, the ability to not be visible to uh, other people and what have you. These, I think, are going to be some of the qualities that we're going to see more and more of mm. with these children. Absolutely. Because it brings to mind the um, the 10-year-old I spoke to only about a week ago 
um, an amazing young man, extremely aware, who told me that he's visited by the beings of light. And he come, he said it's very hard, he said, because um, he says the planet he's from was a planet of light. And he, he explained that he was from there too. Interestingly, he told me that there they in, instantly manifest. So he said it's, it's really easy to manifest anything there, Mary, because it's instant. He said it's a bit harder on planet Earth, he said, because of the density. He was explaining it's a bit like a game. It's harder to manifest down here mm -hmm. from uh, the difference to where he's from. And I, I asked him about what was going on now, and he said something really interesting. He said, well, Mary, this is the reset, <laughs> is how he – this is the reset. He said, because of the shift in consciousness and where we're going. So it, it wasn't, he wasn't bothered by it. He, he wasn't disturbed by it. He just said, this is, you know, this is what it is. Sure. Um, and I found that fascinating, given the fact that we know now reality will be changed forever because of, of what I, you know, what is going on now. No one is going to be untouched by this. That's true. So that we are, are entering a whole new uh, era of humanity in a new kind of awakening to uh, this new reality. And what that means, I think, is going to depend very much on how we think and how we react to it. And, and uh, the most important thing, I think Bashar was saying that, is understanding our potential. This is a chance to really understand our potential. No question about it. We're having this uh, part of the conversation a lot here on Higher Journeys where there's so many facets to this this diamond, you might call it. I say the diamond that lives within the dust, the magic within the madness, etc. But I, like you, and like many of our audience, I'm sure, feel that at some level, okay, we're dealing with what looks to be a crisis that's very dense. And yet this, quote, crisis may, in fact, be the catalyst for the potent for realizing the potential that's been dormant for far too long. I don't know how many ways I can say it. I've said it so much. Something magical is happening. Now you and I were in Australia just in January together. You're there now. And what happened on January twelfth, Mary? What happened on January twelfth? That was that conjunction. Let me ask you this. We're gonna digress a little bit. Do you feel that that conjunction on January twelfth that we were witness to while we were both in Uluru is directly connected to what we're seeing now. Absolutely. Um, and I have no doubts that there are other things that we are not aware of that are part of this. I was, um, several people had been giving me certain dates to watch out for. And it was not just January, but February was another significant time, which, you know, really when this, this all came out, you know, globally, but also another date I was given was June. So I don't know what there is about June that's going to be significant. But 2020 has been mentioned in different ways by a number of people that are sensing mm -hmm. this whole change. And we are waking up to that sensing of what's going on here from that bigger picture. And the more that we are contained within our own world, which is what's happening at the moment, we're, we're having to look at ourselves, look at, looking within and trying to get a resonance to what what really is going on. I think when we're doing that, you know, more and more people are getting the information that this is a reset. This is a start of something completely new. Agreed. And you can, you know, you can look at that one of one two ways. You can look at it 
and, and be af afraid of the, the shift. Or you can say, right, I've incarnated right now to be part of this because it needed to happen, because there's something else going on here. And I've got to be receptive to that. As, as Bashar was saying, you know, being in the eye of the storm means that you're going back to your own resources, to your own sense of knowing um, and sensing what is this. And we've come here because of it. We've come because we want to be part of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Right. And accompanied by these wonderful new humans who I want to really, again, uh, go back to. So you're saying you've talked to a couple of these individuals that you would uh, roughly call the new human. I know that's a very broad term. Have you procured anything else, Mary, in terms of um, their emotional state, let's say? You know, fear is really high right now. Emotions are high. People are on a roller coaster. How are some of these new humans, the children in particular, you think, responding in the face of all this? Now, you mentioned one person who seemed not nonchalant, but understood the, the true significance of what's happening here. But did, have you been able to get any consensus or do you have an estimation as to how they're responding? My sense is with them that they are unfazed by what's going on and some really interesting information's coming through with them. And one of them was to do with transformation. And, and that is the, the, the symbology of transformation for many people, you know, is the butterfly. And there's a, a, a crop circle in Holland that looks like a man butterfly. And what was fascinating to me was one of the families from Brazil the whole family's having experiences in different ways. And this 10-year-old was having a dream about men, uh, men that looked like butterflies that had actually um, were, were showing him things about what was going on. And he explained that, um, what, um, I'll quote him, he saw in this meditation a room made of wood and a butterfly man with yellow and blue wings came to him and took him to fly and they went to his home and a completely blue place with, with many butterfly men. And um, the mother was saying what, what he was trying to tell her was that this is about the awakening and the possibility of walking between two worlds. And this all has happened in the last few you know, month or so. And he's even drawn a beautiful picture of, of these butterfly men. But it's all connected to the awakening. And what I was, if you, you know, only a few minutes ago, you and I were talking and I have have to tell you that where I live in Agnes Water, yeah. we have been inundated, inundated with clouds and clouds of butterflies. Really? Everywhere. Clouds? Everywhere. I mean, clouds of them. Oh and, gosh. you know, I'm driving to see my son and, and granddaughter and, you know, I'm, I'm working my way through them and it's like you're in a butterfly park. And this has been seen in on the Sunshine Coast, which is further south. I have never, ever seen so many. And it's really symbolic in that sense because we're talking about awakening we're talking about transformation if we want mm. to get a sense of what's going on that is what it's saying to me so what obviously the way you're describing this i was there and i didn't see i don't think i saw one butterfly so this is quite the contrast what's the media saying about this you know is anyone talking about this it's not looking at it as a transformational sign what, what are they saying the reason is Nobody's saying anything. You're kidding um, me. 
this is not commented on in mainstream news. I mean, there's only one theme in the news at the moment. Uh, you know, and I'm basically saying don't watch the news because at the moment it's the doom and gloom show. So, you know, you might as well do yourself a favor. And, you know, unless you want your dose of fear again, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're dishing out doses of fear. The bottom line is, um, for, for me, is this is not being seen by those that are still asleep. This is only being seen by those that are ready to wake up. And, uh, you know, Dr. Lee Nelson many years ago was talking about the way that we are separating out into two realities or, or two frequencies. The low frequency people are going to stay with 3D and the, the high frequency people are going to walk, walk to that higher level of frequency, which this 10 year old was explaining to me, you know, is talking about, you know, the fifth dimension. He said, this is this is now where we're, you know, where this is headed. This is how he understands it, at least, is what, where we're headed. So it really is what do you focus on? What do you choose Absolutely. to accept? And he was saying, you know, where he comes from, they manifest instantly. It takes us a bit longer down on planet Earth. Well, you know, I've had dreams, Mary, that I'm sure other people have as well. But I, I want to try to explain a little dream that I, I've had recurring in which in the dream I am able to teleport objects i am able to uh dematerialize and rematerialize and it almost seems that in the dream i'm practicing and it's very seamless very seamless it reminds me of what you're talking about right now and i have i get this sense that it's more than just a dream they're either i'm practicing or i'm in the midst of another a less dense environment which this is par for the course this is how it works does that sound familiar to you? Dreams where you can do these things, where you can manifest instantaneously? Yeah, it actually does. And it brings to mind a dream I had last night. And I won't go into all of it, but there's many times when I'm looking after babies or whatever. But this one <laughs> going into having a baby in this hospital that was in the US, believe it or not. But when I got there, there's a lot more to this dream. But the important thing was that as she was admitting me to having this child, she said, oh, she said, you're the ones that need the crystals. And so she, instead of looking at me and my date of birth and all the rest of it and, and, and entering that in, she was picking out the crystals that were necessary for me. And she said, here you are. You need these before you have your child. And I looked at my hand and the crystals were embedded in my hand. And I thought, oh, this is cool. They're really, they're really getting it in these hospitals now. Oh what this is about, this was in my dream. And this was to prepare me for having the child. And I always look at having the child as new birth, new awakening, new beginnings. It can mean all of those kinds of things. But I needed crystals embedded in my hand. And I looked at them and thought, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I've actually got, got all these crystals. That, this is from the receptionist. What kind of crystals? <laughs> what kind of crystals were they? They were all, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of what kind they were now. Just the um, the ordinary, oh, I can't think of quartz the name crystals, of them. Quartz crystals, just clear quartz? It was clear quartz, and there were about four or five of them embedded in my hand. But I was in the U.S. This was a U.S. hospital, and she was working out which crystals were suitable for me before I had this, before I had this child. That's deep. And, <laughs> That's deep, Mary. There's there's a lot of connotations there. We could we could maybe try to uh, distill this, kick the tires on this another time, <laughs> right, Journeyers? Are you are you getting a bunch of themes here? U.S. hospital 
Huh. Yeah. Having a baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quite interesting. I was talking to someone else about uh, how dreams may be uh, are being affected by what's going on. No surprise if you're watching, particularly if you're watching the news and you're living in this reality, our dreams are bound to be um, uh, affected by it. Uh, have you gotten any sense from just people in general how their dreams may be uh, changing in, in this period of time? Many are getting downloads uh, or dreams where they're being taught things like yourself, where they're being shown um, different abilities, um, almost as I believe it's all a preparation for what's going to happen. We are going, I, I think we need to, um, and I've always understood this, that, that part of us knows what's going on mm -hmm. and part of us is getting prepared for that and that protocols are being downloaded to many people when they talk about this, you know, the, the, the um, symbols or the, this data they can't unpack at the moment. I believe that we will be able to unpack that, but not yet. Uh, we need to be more um, activated before we can unpack these complex files of, of information that are waiting for us when I, I call it, you know, the, the DNA is activated sufficiently so that we can, it's the new software for the new, what I call hard drive or the new computer that we, you know, in terms of the biological computer. And so I believe these, these downloads that we're having that people can't yet translate or unpack, it's not for now, it's for when we are ready to unpack them. When we reach a certain level of awareness, we can then unpack the information that allows us to operate at that higher higher level, that higher frequency. Do you think at a greater level, uh, Mary, that our lives have been put on pause to allow us to do just that, despite what it seems on a very topic level or, or, or um, 3D level? You know, it's the government that has mandated that we stay in our homes, but we know full well on a deeper level, they're just orchestrating it un unbeknownst to them. Do you think that's why we have been... Uh, you know, sent sent to our room, so to speak, and not able to come out until we figure it out. <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of those noticing different changes in their body, you know, um, often a, a lethargy, um, a feeling that certain foods no longer work for them. Um, there's, a, there's a sense of something happening in, you know, at a deep, deep level. And I do think that this is forcing us to stay within our own environment with our own energy so that we can actually move to that new level. As this 10-year-old said, this is the reset. This is now a chance for humanity to wake up and to own more of who and what they are. And then needing to do that if we are to reach another level of awareness. We need to be in that, that quiet space to do it. And we can't do it if we're chasing and running and doing you know, mm. you know, on that um, treadmill of uh you know present lifestyle we can't do it right we have to be in a of stillness i say this whole event was ordered by universe for perhaps just that just that <clears throat> excuse me just that i've been talking a lot today so i'm losing my voice that's profound and you know here's the thing and we've had so many conversations like this and so many in our field have been talking about these this sort of thing for years that includes the fact, Mary, that maybe not everyone, probably not everyone, maybe the majority won't have a clue and won't recognize, recognize what we're here to do. 
with this. Do you agree with that or no? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, when I, I went to the supermarket only a couple of days ago and it's not nearly as severe as other places, but I was checking out and there was another older lady there and I was having a bit of a chuckle about the whole whole thing because I have to have a sense of humour with it. It's the only <laughs> thing that keeps me going. And I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not too sure about all of this, you know. And she goes, oh, I think it's a great thing, she said. You know, it's protecting all of us. And I thought, well, this is where, Mary, you're going to have to be quiet here. And don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything because plainly we're on different planets here in our yeah. thinking. And, and that's okay. That's okay because um, this is what it's all about. It's about accepting everyone's you know, chosen reality, and, and that is that is okay for them. But there is definite cognitive dissonance between me and, and a lot of the mainstream at yeah. the moment, and I'm sure you're saying, is that I'm struggling with the, the lack of understanding of the deeper levels, but then again, that's their choice. And, you know, we all have to honor their choice. That's honest, right. You know, reality. Absolutely. This all reminds me of uh, Dolores Cannon's New Earth, where she talked about that years ago, I believe it's part of the Convoluted Universe series where she she felt and got the message that there would eventually be not necessarily a bifurcation of this planet, but really a, the development of a new planet that would coexist along with this planet. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you look at this on a surface level and you say, well, is there going to be like another, pl- like a, a rock, a, a planet? put alongside ours. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't think so. But there'll be coexisting two worlds. And I dare say yeah. we may be living in that right now. Maybe this is part of that transformation. And the two will coexist well, for a time. Um, this is what this um, beautiful soul in, in Brazil was saying was that, the you know, what she got from all of this was the possibility of walking between two worlds. And this is perhaps, you know, what's really going on on that deeper level is that this is what we're being prepared for, walking between two worlds. And how that ultimately, what that actually means, I'm not too sure, other than the fact that for many of us, this is the time. This is the time for that that movement of consciousness. And we're all being prepared for working in that that way because you talked about your dream where you're being shown how to to manifest, you know, you're being shown how to use certain abilities. The children are already um, up to speed with that and I think the rest of us are, are coming up to speed. As we say, right, we're ready. We're ready to do this as well and this is about our consent to being part of that. And I think that's what's so exciting. You know, this is a whole new world. Absolutely. And which to me is it's time you know i i think this is this is brilliant it's time you know we know that things have to have to shift they have to change it has to be dramatic it has to put people against the wall if they're going to make any shift or change many of us are like that yes so we need really confronting before we actually make that shift i agree with you i absolutely agree universe has ordered this and universe has a way of making it you know i go back yet again to tom campbell's famous phrase this is an entropy reduction trainer for souls well we're dealing with entropy right now for sure but training for i used to say training for what well now i think i know 
for a complete paradigm shift individually, collectively, planetarily. It's serious. I think it's brilliant as well. I really, really do. I really do. Let's end with this. This is a, a quick segment. And we're going to tell you where we're going next, guys, we're going to be doing a little closed door chat, but let, we'll, we'll tackle that in a minute. Before we close out this segment, I want to ask you, in terms of the experiencer, whether considered new human or not, but experiencers of ET contact, are you getting a sense for have these contacts? Uh, have, have there been an uptick in contact since this is all broken out? Uh, and if so, what are the beings conveying? Two part question. Yes, in answer to that, more and more people are contacting me about their downloads, their connection with, and I have to say, a whole myriad of, of intelligences, all forms um, of, of intelligence, right? From light beings energy beings, crystalline beings, you know, the felines and the lions, the, you know, there's a whole range of humanoids. And there's this little 10 year old in, in Brazil, you know, butterfly, blue butterfly mm. beings and what. So there's this whole um, array that tell me that we are being visited by many, many civilizations around the cosmos. Some of them are interdimensional, extra dimensional, transdimensional. But the whole thing seems to be that's being bumped up to explain more of who and what we are. Mm -hmm. So it's about us understanding our lineage, you know, our star lineage, if you like, as well. And it's it really is all heading to the same thing. This is about um, a, a part of the ascended human, the transformed human, mm -hmm. the, uh, the multidimensionally conscious human. Um, and for me, that seems to be the overall agenda um, of, of all of it is you're not alone. We are here. We're guiding you, but you're also one of us. Absolutely. I've wondered with the myriad thoughts that have gone through my mind in this, in the course of this entire drama, we've been talking about disclosure for years. I, I tend to not want to use the word in the conventional sense, but just a, an unequivocal knowledge without any delay, that we are not alone. And to the extent that we're not alone, what if the timing right smack in the middle of all of this would be perfect? What are your thoughts on that? Might we see, maybe we have some additional surprises along the way, if you know what I mean, in the midst of all of this? For well, all there to see. are those that have, you know, visions of seeing you know, the sky filled with craft of all these different beings, for example. I mean, I think we're going to have some real tangibility. Um, and I think that's part of this paradigm shift is being finally having the reality that so many have talked about and felt marginalized with are going to have that validation mm -hmm. and that real sense of support from what's happening as well. But this is where we're being supported from that whole sense of our spirituality, our sense of connection. <clears throat> to these intelligences as well. And this is being really ramped up now uh, in, in so many ways. And it's, it's confronting for many people, but it's also um, a, what I would say is affirming that we're mm. not alone. We're not just dealing with this ourselves. We're being supported by a myriad of consciousness 
that is allowing us to experience from this level. We're, we're the lucky ones in a way because we're the ones being allowed to experience this whole amazing shift of humanity at the moment. We have never had anything like this in our history no. ever happen before. That in itself is telling you something major has uh, is happening and that has to be better than what we have up to date. So, you know, this is about embracing the new and embracing who we really are. I agree with you. And a lot of people have talked about those that are choosing to check out now. So a minute ago, we were talking about people on the new earth or uh, not resisting or maybe not even seeing the significance of this. And maybe to the extent where, and I don't know, this is just an opinion of mine, to the extent where they're just checking out because they can't handle it, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? I I think. Yeah, I think there are a lot checking out now, um, and some of that will be because they know they can help from another level. That's a good point. So, That's equal. Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. So That's some are saying, point. I'll help from this level, so I'll check out. But the rest of us are saying, no, we'll, we'll be on the ground. We'll be the ground soldiers. And, and, we'll, and, and I think that individuals like yourself and many others that are, that are awake are going to be the support network for those going through that that shift that need that um, validation, that support, emotional support, psychological and spiritual support, that's the job is helping people now shift over that bridge mm-hmm. into the new reality. It's been going, that's part of all our jobs now Absolutely. is to put out. Yeah, and we're, we're here to help. Absolutely. That's what we're here to do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be holding a, a little uh, a zoom meetup on my uh, for my patreon patrons on patreon that'll be a little segue uh on saturday for just to just talk and for me to just listen really there's no manual for this guys i gotta tell you like mary said this is we're overusing the un unprecedented unusual unrelenting <laughs> but it is very very different this is unfamiliar territory so I figured we'd just have a chat and, 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 and talk about how we're feeling and how to best get through this, get on the other side of this. So uh, that's that's what we'll be doing. So we're all here. And Mary, I know you're just doing amazing work. It continues. And I'm sure this episode in our history has given you even more steam to go forward like never before. I'm sure of that, my friend. So, well, thank you. Well, listen, speaking of Patreon, we're going to shut this conversation down because we're about to have a closed door chat. Now, this closed door chat is for my patrons, but you can become one of those patrons journeyers if you come on over to patreon.com forward slash higher journeys. Uh, great way to support higher journeys, which is always appreciated. But we've designed this so that we are uh, constantly providing content for you now more than ever that can support you. So we are going to continue this conversation. We're probably going to say a couple of things that we may not be able to say on this particular (laughs) platform, which makes it kind of cool. Uh, So join us over there, will you? And in the meantime, I also want you to go to Mary Rodwell's website. Mary, you've tell us the website again, because you've got, is it still a CERN or is it, I'm a little confused. Let the listeners know or the viewers know where they can find your work. Uh it's maryrodwell.com.au. Um, also, the alien lady is another one. But the ah. the, the most official is ascern.com.au. Now, but are those Google two, me and are are those two separate websites? Well, 
No, they're all connected. Oh. So if you go to one, it'll take you to the other. So it's it's really easy. Okay. Just, you know, or just Google. It'll all come up. I think they're going to remember the alien li- the alienlady.com.au. <laughs> I love that. I think that's fantastic. All right. We'll make sure to have all the links so, so you can uh, stay in touch with what Mary is doing. But in the meantime, we're going to sign off for now. Mary, you don't go anywhere. I'm going to say... Ta-ta to the journeyers. If some of you would like to join us over on Patreon, you know where we are. So just knock on the door and the closed door will be open and uh, we'll see you over there. Listen, everyone, stay safe. Mary, thank you so much as always. You know how much I love you and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take good care.